coming to you from deep inside the bowels of a great big empty. Get ready for another episode of The Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. And that was Golden Glenn, the official announcer of The Home Defense Show. And I'm your host, Skip Coriel, author of 22 books, Marine Corps veteran, founder of the Second Amendment March, proud father of seven, grandfather to 19 and counting. And as a special bonus, I'm also madly in love with my own wife. My priorities in life are God, family, and country in that order, and I hereby promise to never compromise in my convictions. I may go broke, but I'll never go woke. Folks, we have got a great show for you today. First, we'll speak with Rob Pope, my district representative for Delta Defense, the preferred service provider to United States Concealed Carry Association. Then we'll be speaking with Van Wynn from the great state of Georgia in our shootingclasses.com self-defense report where we get some expert advice on the details of self-defense. Before we get too far into the show, let's thank our sponsors, United States Concealed Carry Association, ShootingClasses.com, and Centershot Indoor Gun Range. Folks, my voice is almost totally back now, and I'm certainly relieved at that, because it's very difficult to do a talk show without a voice. And it's also difficult to teach classes. I teach a a nine-hour concealed carry class. I had a class yesterday. You know, I have to talk for eight hours solid, and, and I almost lost my voice yesterday. Here's what's been on my mind lately. I read this headline. California woman who got high and stabbed boyfriend 108 times will not go to prison, judge rules. A California woman who fell into a pot-fueled psychosis after getting high on drugs and stabbed her boyfriend 108 times before slicing her own neck as police tried to stop her will not serve any prison time a judge has ruled. Insert vomit here. Jurors found Bryn Spechter, a 32-year-old from Ventura County, guilty in December of involuntary manslaughter after she stabbed her boyfriend, Chad O'Mealy, 108 times while high on cannabis. You know, isn't it wonderful that all over the country now, cannabis, you know, when I was a kid, we'd called it, you know, pot, marijuana, Mary Jane, whatever. Back then, it was understood that, yeah, this might not be a good thing. I think we're starting to figure out now why it's not good for marijuana to be legal really think it's a bad thing. It's always been a gateway drug. I think probably 10 years from now, uh, we're going to be looking back and going, what kind of an idiot did that? Well, I think it's all about the money. I don't see a huge amount of difference between tobacco companies and marijuana companies because it's big business. That's what it is. It's bad for our culture. It's bad for individuals. It's certainly bad for families. But that's just one man's opinion, and public opinion is against me right now, so I'll just have to suck it up. There's another aspect of this that just really grinds my grits and corks my tush. This whole idea of getting away with murder, stab your boyfriend, stab him 108 times because you were smoking pot. What a ridiculous defense. With that court precedent? You can get away with just about anything that you want to get away with as long as you're high. So if you don't want to be accountable, you don't want to be responsible, if you want to be able to do any darn thing you want to do, just smoke a joint, 
And then you can do anything that you want to do. Because in today's world, especially our criminal justice system, everything is backwards. Everything is screwed up. I'm not going to preach to you, but I am going to read scripture to you. This is from the Bible, Isaiah chapter 5. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. What is that saying? It's saying that when people don't know what the heck is, is going on, when, when they look at the sky and see the ground, when they look at the light and they see dark, they're all screwed up. That's the way our society has gotten. It's so screwed up that a woman can stab a man that she loves 108 times, and because she was smoking dope, she's not responsible for it. She, she's not going to prison. They gave her two years of probation and community service. Now, what in the world is this woman going to do for community service? Probably organize drag queen shows at libraries for four-year-olds. I mean, that's how screwed up it is. And in California, it's even worse. These people are just crazier than an outhouse bat, especially in California. They are like the kings and queens of, of crazy, and they get to choose whether they're a king or a queen on a daily basis. It's just ridiculous, folks. It's ridiculous. And people like you and I, we've got to start standing up and saying, evil is evil, good is good. It's not the other way around. If you don't stand up now, when are you going to do that? This is absolutely bizarre. Our criminal justice system, it's dangerous to the everyday law-abiding citizen and safe for criminals. You can stab someone 108 times and it's just fine as long as you're on drugs. What are you taking drugs for anyways? Taking drugs, it puts you in an altered state of mind, takes away your inhibitions, makes you do things that you normally wouldn't do, bad things that you normally wouldn't do. Taking drugs, smoking dope, doesn't make you want to go out and help your fellow man. People don't take a toke off a, a marijuana cigarette and then go out and start picking up litter off the highway. They sit back in their recliner and they watch goofy movies on TV, they eat Doritos, drink Mountain Dew, and they produce absolutely nothing. When I was in high school, back in the 1970s, what did we call these people? We called them stoners, because we knew they were not going to accomplish anything in their lives. But that wasn't true for all of them. Some of them accomplished a great deal in their lives. Well, I'm thinking of President Bill Clinton, Barack Obama. They accomplished a lot of stuff. Not good stuff, bad stuff. What's the definition of greatness? Adolf Hitler, he was great. He achieved greatness, but he was evil. And President Bill Clinton, President Barack Obama, you know, they were stoners, and they achieved greatness to the detriment of every one of the citizens that they were supposed to be helping. Is the world better off because they were president? No. Is the world better off? because Bryn Spector, whatever her name is, from Ventura County, sucked on that bong and stabbed her boyfriend 108 times? Absolutely not. Folks, I am appalled by this, but this is a sign of the times. The innocent are punished, and the guilty 
are praised and held up on a pedestal. It's ridiculous, and we need to start standing up and calling evil evil. And this stuff starts in California, but it doesn't end in California. It spreads like a cancer all over the country. And this is directly related to personal defense because it affects every one of us, all of our families, our, you know, our spouses, our sons, our daughters, our grandkids, because it changes the world for the worse. My opinion, folks, we need to go back in time about 100 years when our grandfather, our great-grandfather, knew what was right and knew what was wrong. And when somebody did something wrong, they stood up and said, hey, you can't do that. That's wrong. Knock it off, or I'm going to kick your scrawny butt. Now we elect all these terrible leaders, zero moral scruples, and then we're shocked when they follow through on their screwed-up, drug-infested ideologies. All right. That's about all I have to say about that. Please write me and tell me what you think. You can reach me through the website at homedefenseshow.com. All right, folks, if you want to learn how to protect yourself and your loved ones, then you need to check out our sponsor, the United States Concealed Carry Association. Just go to uscca.com and see how they can help you protect and defend the ones you love, especially from people who want to stab you 108 times. This is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show. Coming up next, we'll be interviewing Rob Pope and talking about all the great benefits to being a member of the United States Concealed Carry Association. And then we'll have the Self-Defense Report with Van Wynn, sponsored by ShootingClasses.com. In the meantime, God bless and stay safe. We will be right back. Coming to you from deep inside the bowels of a great big empty. Get ready for another episode of The Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. And that was the beautiful and sultry voice of Golden Glen, the official announcer of The Home Defense Show, and I'm your host, Skip Coriel. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, United States Concealed Carry Association, ShootingClasses.com, and Centershot Indoor Gun Range for all your training and equipment needs. Okay, folks. Now I'd like to introduce a good friend of mine, Rob Pope. He works for Delta Defense. They are the preferred service provider for the United States Concealed Carry Association. Rob, welcome to the Home Defense Show. Thanks, Skip. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. I am really big on United States Concealed Carry Association. Obviously, they wouldn't be sponsoring the show, you know, if I wasn't. Man, I push them every chance that I get, and I asked you on the show because I want you to tell my my listeners all about, you know, USCCA, the training, the services, the insurance, everything that they provide. So, but before we get into that, tell us a little bit about your background. Just take about 30 seconds. Who the flying lip lock is Rob Pope? <laughs> well, Skip, thanks for in- inviting me on. We definitely a- a- appreciate all of your support uh, and whatnot. A little bit about me. I've been working for Delta Defense or the U.S. Concealed Carry Association for almost four and a half years now. I've been an instructor uh, teaching their curriculum since 2014, been a member since 2013. So you can say I've kind of been involved with them for a little bit. Prior to that, um, I owned a gun range over in Nuevo, Michigan, just north of Grand Rapids. 
doing classes there. I've got a little bit of uh, Marine Corps background and some law enforcement, uh, as well as uh, over 10 years as a captain on a fire department. I've been around the emergency services. I've been around self-defense uh, pretty much my entire life. And uh, I, I really am passionate about what I do, both before working for the USCCA and especially now working for them. Well, Semper Fi, Rob, and oorah. Oorah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Rob, th there must be different categories of things that USCCA provides. Yeah, there's, we, we consider it a, a, a three-legged stool. Think about it in that aspect as far as uh, protecting yourself, protecting your loved ones, that type of thing. Looking for mental preparation, physical preparation, and legal preparation. Uh, those are the three, the three legs uh, of the self-defense stool that the USCCA really focuses on. Our bottom line mission, if you walk in the doors of, of our headquarters over in West Bend, Wisconsin, and whatnot, you'll see the bottom line of our mission is we save lives. A lot of people really focus on the insurance aspect, that legal uh, protection, you, if you want to call it that, for the aftermath. But honestly, that's all for not if you don't win the fight in the first place. Yeah, so yeah. our bottom line mission is to save lives. I understand why people are, are so, let's, let's face it, people are afraid of the criminal justice system. I'm that way too. The biggest things that I get from my, my students, and, and I've taught over 20,000 people in concealed carry classes. And I can tell you that some, sometimes they seem irrationally more afraid of the criminal justice system than they are the guy pointing a gun at their face, at least I, while they're sitting in the classroom. I would say the same thing. I, that's been my experience has been people are far more concerned about the, the legal system after a, a self-defense incident than they are about like winning that fight in the first place. Yeah. And I can't say that I blame them. I mean, you hear all these horror stories on the news about, you know, so-and-so was robbed at gunpoint and, you know, maybe shot in the arm and he shot the bad guy. And then he ended up getting charged with murder and got sued in civil court. Man, there just seems to be no lack of legal horror stories out there. Skip, I know you've been in the industry long enough to remember back in the day when it, it didn't used to be that way. Yeah. You know, you, you acted in self-defense. If it was pretty obvious, it was self-defense. It was, you know, you got a pat on the shoulder from the, from the cops and, and told you did a good job. So if somebody broke into your house and you defended your home, you know, nowadays the, the legal system is so politically motivated that they're going to charge you with something. Yeah. I mean, it could be cut and dry, black and white on video, and you're still going to likely end up having to deal with the legal system and, and it's going to cost you. I mean, yeah. it's not a cheap endeavor to prove your innocence, which is kind of crazy in today's age that, you know, I did everything right. It was absolutely justifiable act of self-defense. And, and it cost me tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to prove that in court. And I don't get any of that back. This is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show. And we're speaking with Rob Pope about membership in the United States Concealed Carry Association. Yeah, I was just reading an article a couple of days ago. This lady in California stabbed her boyfriend 108 times, and they gave her two years of probation and community service. And I'm just thinking, you know, maybe that's a little lax. It definitely seems that in today's day and age and whatnot, the, the legal system is, is upside down. Those that actually commit uh, heinous crimes and things like that seem to be getting away with a slap on the wrist. I mean, it's it's interesting 
you see criminals get get arrested or whatnot, and they're just laughing at the cops because they're like, oh, I'll be out by noon tomorrow. And But then somebody acts in self-defense and, and they get put through the ringer. It's so backwards nowadays. I think probably many aspects of our culture are, are like that now. And that's frustrating for guys like you and I who have always played by the rules. We want to play by the rules. We want to do the right thing. But then we do the right thing. And then we end up getting charged with a crime. And thank God that USCCA is, is there to help the little guy go ahead and, and get out of this fix that they're in. Because most people don't have $100,000 waiting for legal fees. So God bless Tim Smith and all the USCCA for that. Part of the reason I'm so so passionate, I had a student of mine uh, back when I was on my range and I was teaching and whatnot that you know acted in self-defense. And I mean, it was 20 some thousand dollars later and, and no charges were ever filed or anything like that, that he went through. And that's what really, I was a member at that time. And I'm like, wow, that's something you definitely need. A lot of people really look at that insurance benefit that, you know, as a member of the USCCA, you get, get added to the, the USCCA's policy for self-defense, which, you know, it doesn't even have to be a gun thing. It's a, it is a self-defense insurance policy that, that covers any act of self-defense. You know, the big thing about that is, is it's, unlimited defense expenses, both criminal and civil. So a typical attorney retainer is like $50,000 just to get them to take on the case to start, you know, working on it for you and whatnot. And then you end up typically with bail. You know, one of the attorneys that we use frequently, I know, you know, Jim Mikowski yourself as well. And, sure. and whatnot, he said, it's, it's frequent people that are not like members of the USCCA don't have that, that insurance to, to back them. They have to make the decision, you know, do, do you pay bail and get out of jail or do you pay for a good attorney? It's usually one or the other. And, and sometimes that's even a struggle to get that much funding and, and whatnot available or around and stuff where the USCCA, they're going to cover $100,000 towards that bail. So you get a million dollar bail, they'll cover that 10%, that 100000 to get you out and get you back home where you belong with your family fighting from the outside, you know, yeah. and they're going to pay that that retainer to the attorney to get him on board and to get him involved and policy is going to pay for expert witnesses if they're needed or, you know, ballistics experts or whatever, basically anything the attorney deems necessary to provide you with the best possible defense, that insurance policy is going to cover that. You don't have to take a dime out of your pocket. Peace of mind. I I don't have life insurance, but I've got USCCA insurance. All right, this is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show. Coming up next, we'll continue our conversation with Rob Pope as we discuss all the things that the United States Concealed Carry Association does for families here in America. During the break, go ahead and pump out 50 sit-ups and get back in physical shape, but be careful because you're not as young and spry as you used to be. God bless and stay safe. We will be right back. Avoid danger, save lives, and keep your loved ones safe. If this sounds good to you, you sound good to me. And I'd like to help you do those things. Avoid danger, save lives, and keep your loved ones safe. If you're looking for more excitement in your life, we have nothing to offer you. But if you are a thoughtful, responsible, nonviolent man or woman, we'd love to teach you what to do if something crazy happens. More importantly, we'd like to teach you what not to do. We currently have over half a million members. They are doctors and single moms and firemen and grandmothers 
grandmothers and veterans and Democrats and Republicans and members of every faith. But the one thing they all have in common is that they know exactly what to do if something crazy happens. When you're with one of our members, you are safe. Our members know how to de-escalate situations. They know how to calm things down. We are the United States Concealed Carry Association. See what we're all about at usconcealedcarry.com. Discover the little-known backstory of the U.S. Concealed Carry Association at usconcealedcarry.com. The mere sound of his voice makes women swoon and men storm the gates of hell. Welcome back to the Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. Okay, folks, welcome back to the Home Defense Show. I'm your host, Skip Coriel. And now let's continue our conversation with Rob Pope as we discuss all the advantages to being a part of the United States Concealed Carry Association. Rob, we were talking about you know, how the world is just totally upside down, the southern border, the fentanyl crisis, the, the rise in crime, uh, the social aspects that we won't even get into. It's just crazy out there. For me personally, membership in the USCCA, it gives me peace of mind that I really, really need when everything else around me is going to hell in a handbasket. So what I'd like you to do is... Talk about the benefits, the legal insurance. How much do you pay? You know, how does that work? How do people get it? Ramble on about that for a while, Rob. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I talked about the our, our core mission, our bottom line mission as a as a company is to save lives. So the insurance benefit is is huge. Uh, that is the same across all levels of membership. So it doesn't matter what level membership you join at. The insurance benefit's the same, uh, and that's unlimited defense expenses, both criminal and civil. So if you get sued civilly after the fact and stuff, it's going to it's gonna cover that as well. Covers $100,000 in bail and covers up to $2 million in civil damages per term or per calendar year. So that way, if you get in a self-defense incident, something happens, you get charged criminally or even not charged, and you just have to have the legal support and stuff to get through that the insurance is going to cover those expenses. No limit, no no caps on it or anything of that nature. And then say everything's clear, you're good, no charges filed and you walk away. But in that incident, maybe you were, you know, defending yourself, you took a shot, you missed the guy and you hit somebody or something or some property or whatever and you created damage or injured somebody else inadvertently that individual could potentially come back and sue you civilly because, well, you're liable for every round that comes out of that firearm. So that civil side of things is going to cover the civil defense without limit. So the attorney fees, everything that goes into that side of it. But then you also get that $2 million in liability coverage that if there happened to be a settlement or a loss there, it's going to cover that. So you don't have to sell your house or your car or whatever to try to cover damages and stuff if something did happen uh, inadvertently. So the insurance policy in a nutshell, it's definitely not all encompassing. There's other things it does cover, but just to kind of give you a good synopsis of it. Now, the different levels of membership, those break down into the amount of training and educational materials that you have access to through the online learning system that the, the USCCA has developed. And all of that is there to get you mentally prepared in order to defend yourself. That's the biggest hurdle most people, I think, struggle with. So many people are, you know, they think it could potentially happen, but for the most part, they're kind of oblivious, but they don't really ever 
work on developing those mental skills of how to recognize a potential threat and then how to respond to it properly and all of those types of things. So it really helps develop those mental skills. Something else that the USCCA produces or creates, it's not necessarily part of membership, is all of the other curriculums that uh, we put out that our instructors that are have gotten certified to teach the curriculum are out there teaching, such as you, Skip, and whatnot. That's what gives those people the physical skills that they need. So that way, when they mentally make the decision that they, you know, that is a threat and they need to respond and they decide what they're going to do to respond, obviously they have to have those physical skills to respond properly and whatnot. And that's where, you know, we, we send people out to our instructors like yourself in order to pick up those skills because we, yeah, we can't teach those online. Yeah, this is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show. And we're speaking with Rob Pope about the United States Concealed Carry Association. Yeah, Rob, I hear what you're saying. What I teach in my classes is I, I categorize personal defense in two categories, hardware and software. And and what, what I find is most people focus on the hardware, the gun, the ammo, the holster, the magazines, all that stuff. To the well, exclusion, that's the fun stuff. Pardon me? That's I know that is the fun stuff. It's more fun and, and I don't blame them. But the software, you talked about the mental aspect of personal defense. I think that's where people are lacking most. And and, you know, like your situational awareness and your knowledge base, your skill set, what do you know about scenario bases and, and things like that? Uh, what I've found is if you have good software, you're less likely to actually have to use the hardware. Agreed. Absolutely. hundred percent, Skip. And, and, but, but you guys, uh, you know, USCCA has some great training online. I mean, there are, there are days if things are slow. I'll go online, I'll go to USCCA and man, it's, I can set to, it's kind of like YouTube. You can watch video <laughs> after video after video because the stuff is so good and you just keep learning more and more and more. And it's invaluable for the average person. You've heard the saying, you don't know what you don't know, man, you want to find out what you don't know, join the USCCA. Oh, hundred. Yeah, absolutely. I skip, I try to keep up with all the content that we put out there and all that, you know, just to keep myself mentally prepared. I mean, it's, I've been, you know, doing this for decades and, and stuff, but I still learn something new from what our company produces and puts out there and stuff all the time. I mean, I've been a member since 2013 and somebody that joins now can go back, especially if you joined at the elite level, the top level of stuff, you'd get access to everything. You could go back and look at some of the content that was produced back in 2010, 2013 era and stuff. When I first joined and when I first joined, it was a lot of the learning that you got came in forms of DVDs that they mailed to you. I mean, all of that content's out there and, and we're producing new stuff almost every single day. We're putting out new, new content and new, new information and, and refreshing things and, and whatnot. So that's the, the one thing that really attracted me to the USCCA back, even back in the day, there was always being innovative, always coming out with new stuff, always trying to get people to the next level and not just throwing one thing out there and saying, okay, that's good. 50 years later, it's still the same thing. So it's yeah. always something. Well, one of the criticisms that I get about USCCA on occasion from my students is, well, yeah, but so-and-so they're cheaper, they cost less. But of course they cost less because they're doing less, they're providing less. So that makes sense. It's like, you know, if you're going to have brain surgery, do you want the, the bargain brand doctor or do you want the guy who is an expert who does the most, who has a history of, of saving people? I just say, listen, you get what you pay for. 
and it's and, not that much more. And boy, it's well worth the money in my book. And, and those are the same people that are typically out there buying the top of the line, newest, latest and greatest hardware, because, well, it's the best. And it's you, like you said, you get you do get what you pay for and stuff. There are obviously other companies out there and, and that are cheaper and stuff, but they you just don't get the same same anything. I, and honestly, I, I don't even consider any of them competitors because they, they really are not in the same realm of business as the USCCA is. Yeah. Um, you know, so to me, it's like, I don't even, I don't even put those into consideration. Well, and USCCA, they're always, they're also fighting to defend our second amendment rights. I know, you, you know, we're, we're involved in that as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the, the USCCA is part of a, a super PAC, a political action committee that was that was put together and formed in order to it's called USCCA for saving lives. Uh, and their their mission as a super PAC is to really push for and advocate for national reciprocity for concealed carry. Yeah. I would uh, love so that. that's the the big focus there is to is to get to get your concealed carry license to to be no different than your driver's license when it comes to being recognized in other states. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, Rob, um, I want to thank you for being on the Home Defense Show today. And thank you for all you are doing to help educate Americans and giving them the tools that they need to help keep themselves and their family safe. Um, but before you go, can you, can you tell us how can people find out more about USCCA? Best way, I, Skip, we'll make sure you have a link and stuff to put on your on your show here for people to to click on to get to get more information uh, about the USCCA. Uh, that way, hey, we know you you came from the show, and we'll have some special deals on there and stuff for those that uh, want to join. All right, fantastic. All right, this is Skip Coriel on the Home Defense Show. Coming up next, we'll have our self defense report with Van Wynn from Georgia, brought to you by ShootingClasses.com. During the break, go ahead and check out our sponsors, United States Concealed Carry Association at uscca.com, Centershot Indoor Gun Range at centershotgunrange.com, and shootingclasses.com. After that, go ahead and do some dry fire practice, but make sure the gun is unloaded and there's no ammo in the room. God bless and stay safe. We will be right back. Firearms training should be easy. Instructors can focus on teaching and not worry about all the complex paperwork and management behind the scenes. Just pull the trigger and let us do the administrative work. Welcome to shootingclasses.com. At Centershot Gun Range, we are passionate about training. Don't know where to start? We offer a one-hour new shooter seminar to introduce you to the world of firearms and help you find training opportunities specific to you. Concealed carry, home defense, firearm safety, AR-15, private one-on-one training, custom training, or maybe you're on a security team looking to protect your church or business. We even offer weekday morning and evening classes. Centershot Gun Range has you covered. Start your journey at centershotgunrange.com. Firearms training should be easy. Instructors can focus on teaching and not worry about all the complex paperwork and management behind the scenes. Just pull the trigger and let us do the administrative work. Welcome to shootingclasses.com. He's no Einstein, but he can read and write and feed himself just like a big boy. Welcome back to the Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. And that was the beautiful and sultry voice of Golden Glenn, the official announcer of the Home Defense Show, and I'm your host, Skip Coriel. 
Don't forget to check out our sponsors, United States Concealed Carry Association, shootingclasses.com, and Centershot Indoor Gun Range for all your training and equipment needs. And now it's time for our weekly self-defense report sponsored by shootingclasses.com. And today we're speaking with firearms instructor Van Wynn from the great state of Georgia. Van, welcome to the Home Defense Show. Hey, Skip. Thank you, man. I appreciate you uh, having me on. Van, just to start out, why don't you take about 30 seconds, tell us about your credentials, your experience with the firearms training, and the name of your school down there. 35 years law enforcement total, the last 26 with the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration as a special agent. Been a, a SWAT instructor, firearms instructor, tactical, all that cool stuff. Uh, retired a couple of years ago and uh, thought I'd take those skills and put them to use and started a company called Reticent Warrior Tactics. Kind of do the same thing. I teach uh, a lot of firearms, tactical stuff, CQB, also teach some personal defense. And uh, we've also started teaching Krav Maga. Uh, I'm also a, a black, longtime black belt in another martial arts, so kind of a martial artist my whole life. Sounds like you have a really good time down there in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, we, we stay busy. I'm going to go ahead and uh, read this article or part of the article for our, our listeners. And then you and I are going to kick it back and forth and just do some armchair quarterbacking. Okay. Sounds good. Omar Lockhart, age 35 of Savannah, was found guilty after a two-day trial in U.S. District Court of bank robbery, a charge that subjects Lockhart to a statutory penalty of up to 20 years in prison. In addition, the jury found Lockhart guilty of using carrying or possessing a firearm in relation to a crime of violence, which subjects him to an additional seven years in prison, consecutive to the sentence for bank robbery. The jury also found him guilty of possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. As described at trial, Lockhart entered the Sinovis Bank on Paulson Street in Savannah on March 7, 2022, produced a pistol, and pointed it at a teller. He declared he was robbing the bank and handed grocery bags to the teller, demanding the money in her drawer. He then took the money and left the bank, telling everyone to have a nice day. At least he was polite, right? Savannah police officers and the FBI later located Lockhart at a Savannah hotel where he had paid cash to rent a room and arrested him after a brief standoff with the SWAT team. He's still in custody of the U.S. Marshal Service, and he is going to be spending a lot of time in a federal prison. So, Van, what is your first impressions on this particular crime? I guess from the point of view of the people who were there standing in line, what should people do when they're in a bank robbery? Well, yeah, that's a good, good question. And, you know, we all like to think of ourselves as the, the hero in any story. But uh, in Georgia, first of all, it's not illegal to take a concealed firearm into the bank. That's not against the law. So very well, someone could have been inside the bank with a firearm and seen this. First of all, the, the teller did exactly right. You know, it's not their money. It's federally insured. Do what the man says, giving him, give him his money. Bank robberies typically are not somewhere where people get seriously injured. I mean, it does happen. Sometimes things go sideways and hostages are taken. But in this particular instance, it sounds like, you know, this whole thing probably lasted a minute. So as a citizen, my, my first thought is, do you want to get involved? And if you do get involved, we may make the situation worse. This thing may be over in 60 seconds. And as long as it's going smooth, there's a lot to think about because as a concealed carrier, for example, you know, my thing would be be a really good witness be very quiet, be very still, look for other suspects. You know, in law enforcement, we're always taught if there's one, there's two, if there's two, there's three. And that's the 
the way they, you know, should think. You don't want to do something and take action and realize that there's another guy standing behind you with a gun. I think probably the, the best course of action in this case is to let it unfold, be ready, but let it unfold. And as long as it looks like it's going pretty smooth, let the guy run out. Then if you want to take an action after that and go out, that's your decision. But taking an action in the bank, probably just going to make things worse. And, and if you do take an action, then obviously that action has got to be swift. It's got to be quiet and nobody should know you're taking that action until maybe the shot goes off. You can quarterback this thing all day. But the other thing is a lot of banks have armed security in them. As a concealed carrier, if you act and the security guard comes out or sees this, he may mistake you for a robber. So, you know, it's there's a lot going on here to probably just keep your gun holstered and be a good witness and help maybe after the fact. This is Skip Coriel, and you're listening to the Home Defense Show as we discuss self-defense with Van Wynn from shootingclasses.com and the great state of Georgia. You're saying kind of hang back, check things out, be a good witness. Should we help him with the grocery bags, get out to the, the car, or should maybe that's no. going too far? <laughs> no, no, I don't believe I would offer any assistance, any help putting my stuff in, uh, in more at more risk. No, that might be a crime. That would be my fear to, of getting involved is you, you may make things worse and put yourself at risk unnecessarily because, as we know, most bank robberies go pretty quick and most bank robberies, nobody really gets hurt. Van, I did a little bit of research before the show here and I was checking out bank robberies and I found some stats from FBI and it was from the year 2021. And it said there were 1,724 bank robberies in 2021, which, but that seemed like a, a lot to me. But just to give you a little bit idea, you know, over 1,500 were at commercial banks, 145 at credit unions, and then the rest in, you know, smaller type uh, banks and things. Overwhelmingly, 1,500 of them were men and ab about 100 women. So women bank robbers are in the minority, which I, I guess I would expect. Branch officers are the ones more likely to be robbed than the main office. And, and I'm guessing that that may have something to do with what you said. Some of these places have armed security, and I'm guessing that's probably the main office and not the branch office. Exactly what I would think too. Now, when I first started my law enforcement career, I was actually a, a city cop up in Tennessee. As a detective, I got to work a few bank robberies and uh, work with the FBI on those as well. And uh, but yeah, that's that's an interesting statistic. But there there are more bank robberies than you think. I mean, it happens quite often. Did any of that give you uh, any statistics on violence of, of shootings or anything in correlation to a bank robbery? Actually, no, it didn't. But most of them occur while the bank is open. the The peak hours seem to be three p.m. to six p.m. So uh, maybe if we can avoid the bank, you know, get out there early, get yeah. out there at nine o'clock before the, the bank robbers get up, it might it might be the safest. We all go to the bank occasionally. If I need money, I typically don't even go to ATMs. If I need money, I'm usually doing something else in some other store and I can take cash out my debit card. Some of those ATMs, it's hard to believe there are still walk-up ATMs at banks. I just think those are, those in themselves are asking for trouble. I'm pretty much the same way, Van. I prefer to walk into the bank. I, I just feel more more secure. I avoid ATM like the plague. Uh, you know, I don't know if you're a, a deer hunter. It reminds me of setting out a bait pile for deer. It's like an ATM machine is like a bait pile for bank robbers. Yeah, you're you're hunting over a baited field, and so so are they. And, it, and if you go inside the bank, obviously, you know you don't you don't walk out the doors counting your money. You put your stuff away. Yeah. And nobody knows exactly what you did inside. 
I'm curious. You are not the average person, and I'm not really the average person either. You've got a lot of law enforcement background, SWAT, DA, all all that stuff. For you personally, would you intervene in a bank robbery? I think I would follow my own advice. I think I would be a good witness. Obviously, if anything changed, if I, I everybody has to weigh that decision themselves and take in that everything from that situation at that moment. If I felt like this guy was acting erratic or was about to shoot somebody, I would definitely intervene. But if, yeah. if it just seemed like the, you know, it's hard to say run of the mill, but if it just seemed like this guy just wants the money and get gets in and gets out, I'm probably not going to intervene until he walks out of the bank. And when he does, I'll probably go out after him. Well, and he was very polite about it too. I mean, yeah, you got... it's always nice to be polite when you're taking other people's stuff. Well, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just making a, making a cash withdrawal like everybody else here. At well, that's, well, that's what they got insurance for. So, you know, again, I think uh, let the teller do do the right thing. It's not their money and, and don't get hurt over it. Even, you know, we say that all the time. If you're getting robbed, obviously give them give them your wallet. If you give them your wallet and your watch and your phone and they're still standing there, you might have a problem. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, I think we've done a pretty good job here, Van. You gave us some some good advice. Before you go, though, what, will you tell us again the name of your school, and how people can get a hold of you. We're our Reticent Warrior Tactics. Uh, we have a website, reticentwarriortactics.com. Gmail is reticentwarriortactics at Gmail. And obviously, we're on uh, shootingclasses.com as well. All right, Van, I want to thank you for being on the Home Defense Show today. Thank you, Skip. It was my pleasure. Appreciate you having me. Okay, folks, this is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show, and that about wraps it up for this week's show. I've had a good time, and I hope you have too. Please don't forget to thank our sponsors, Centershot Indoor Gun Range at centershotgunrange.com, shootingclasses.com to help you find the right trainer for your needs, and the United States Concealed Carry Association. For all your self-defense needs, go to uscca.com. Please join us again next week for all your home defense needs. In the meantime, God bless and stay safe. Thank you for joining us this week on The Home Defense Show. Now, get out there and protect the ones you love. We'll see you next week with more of the best. Bye-bye, boys! Have fun storming the castle!